Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build products and recover from burnout. I'm Brian. And I'm Benedict. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and figure things out. <laughs> I totally, I'm not used to this new intro. Yeah, uh, today is January 12th, and I'm feeling optimistic. This is episode number 73, and I'm feeling sluggish. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I will. I have to say, I'm. I'm glad to hear you're feeling optimistic. <laughs> well, at least about business. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the world in general, I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, work-wise, things are looking good. Okay. Well, at least I'm optimistic about them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good that's a good mindset to be in for sure. Yeah, so we were. I mean, we let's just we can talk about this for just a little bit and then move on to our updates because we were talking before we hit record about you know do we want to what all do we want to mention about you know the fact that in the the United States of America last week there was an attempted coup by the president of the United States and his supporters, and yeah. it should be stated as plainly as that, and um. There are still people who are like, well, I don't know, should we remove the president? And that's that's what's that's what's particularly frightening is this man, the threat that he is to this democracy and to democracies around the world is not going anywhere. He he leaves yeah. office on the twentieth, yeah, and th- he is not going to shut up, and neither are his you know his faction of fascists who love the man um and not the constitution and it's it's dangerous it's awful yeah it's frightening um i said it before like i'm kind of surprised that it took that long to escalate to that level right but yep i was kind of like the last couple weeks i was hoping that okay maybe maybe we got lucky and things mm. <laughs> things will work out smoothly and uh, mm-hmm. we're back to normal but not right now it doesn't look like no it will ever, like yeah the next couple of years will be will still be horrible in that regard i guess in that, yeah in that regard and that's what that's what's so frustrating about you know the even building up to the election i mean 71 million people in this country voted for him watched, watched him for 4 years and then said sure Let's vote for a little bit more of that. And a large percentage of them, just this total misread um, of, you know, he's not polished. I wish that he, you know, I wish he's not the typical politician, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, you're, you're completely misreading the situation. It's not that he's unpolished. He would be a dictator if he were able to be. He he would, that is, that would be his choice. Um, And people were just, either not seeing that because of their hatred of the left or just completely like willfully blind because he aligns with their, I don't know, their religious beliefs, uh, economic policy, all these other things that, that are, were more important to them than the fact that he has every characteristic of a would be dictator. And Like, wow, who could have seen this coming except for literally anybody paying attention and every <laughs> single one of his Republican primary opponents in 2016. Yeah. This is not a surprise. It's shocking yeah. and it's terrible. There's nothing surprising about it. And he's not going anywhere. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. full, there will be 
uh, yeah, it's awful. It's awful. So yeah, and I, the, the part that I don't get, like why, like I mean, there's still a couple of people in denial that uh, he he lost the election, but I was like thinking maybe things would move around now that it's official that he lost the election and he's going well. At least if things go correctly, he's he's leaving office in a couple of days. Uh, and I was thinking, yeah, okay, maybe maybe now people start well not aligning with him anymore and being like, okay, he's he's going to be out of power soon. Like I can mm -hmm. finally talk up and uh, say my opinion that maybe he doesn't agree with or something like that. But it, yeah. that didn't happen to. I mean, it happened a little bit, but not to an not extent. Enough. That, yeah, not enough. Too little. That's too felt, late. Felt good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there are there are still some. You know, if seventy one million people voted for him. And if even, you know, three fourths of those people are like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in favor of this. That's still like 15, 18 million people in the country who believe that the election was stolen from him. People are willing to die for their country and they're willing to sacrifice things. And so they're believing this man and his lies. And so of those 15 million people, it doesn't take that many people to mount a sustained armed yeah. insurrection against our democratic government. And that I think is virtually guaranteed to happen at this point because of how dangerous he is. Yeah. And just because he's, just because he's no longer in power doesn't mean he's no longer, he's going to have any of his influence stripped away from him. Yeah. He's a grave threat to the, to the world. And people, yeah. people have been saying it for years and nobody, not enough people wanted to believe it. And now we see what happens when you don't deal with somebody like that. Yeah. He's a traitor. Yeah, sure. Anyway, so gosh, <laughs> that that had to go out, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, so how how are things over in uh, userless land, man? <laughs> What's up? Well, yeah, things are okay. Um, feels weird to kind of move on after this discussion, but <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I mean. It even feels weird for me. Like this is one thing that I've been thinking about la last week a lot. Like while this was happening and playing mm -hmm. out, mm -hmm. like in a way, like I'm I'm over here in Europe. I'm I'm based in Germany. Why should I care? But it, it, I still like it. Still upset me a lot. Yeah. And um, yeah. Part of that is probably because I mean I'm invested in. I've, like I'm, Userlist is a US-based company. I have a lot of friends over there. I'm talking to you every week, so I feel like I'm I'm more invested in this or more connected to this than than I maybe should be. Uh, but then again, I mean, he still is commander of a lot of nuclear warheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> which are very easily affecting us <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Don't don't want to bring down everyone by just uh, <laughs> saying it this way. Um, but yeah. So um, in userless land, last year, uh, last last week was uh, <laughs> hectic as well. In a way, uh, we had some um, some performance issues once again. Uh, one of our customers yeah. I might have mentioned this last week. One of our customers starting using userless in a 
not anticipated way. <laughs> you did talk about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that. we had to reschedule the recording last week because of that. So, uh, so I was able to figure out the root cause, um, worked around it, um, and spent basically the rest of the week just analyzing things and trying to squeeze out more performance from stuff. Um, it went okay, but it, uh, it does, like I think this is at a stage where like all the big like the big improvements are implemented by now now okay. it's mostly trying to outsmart the database here and there but uh i was hoping for more improvement than than i was able to squeeze out of it and i, I think i'm at the end of <laughs> at the end of my knowledge there uh, maybe maybe i will discover something in the future but all the optimizations that I had in mind are implemented by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what two things uh, I wanted to 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 mention? Um, I was been I've been reading a lot of explain Postgres explain statements to basically tell you like which are the slow parts of a query where it does read. Uh, from disk where it reads the index and stuff like that, and there are tool tools two tools out there that um, that we link to in the show notes because they're pretty okay. great. There's one uh, that's been around forever. It's explaindepesh.com. We just paste the the explain output and it will basically highlight the the expensive parts of it. Mm. And there's a newer one called Postgres Explain Visualizer. And that's a little bit more difficult to use because you have to when you when you generate the explain command in um in Postgres, you have to export it as JSON. And you get this big okay. JSON blob and you paste <laughs> it in there. But it then it builds a nice tree, um, basically a tree graph with all the notes in there and explanations and wow. breaks that down sounds... the data very well. And that was super useful to to try and understand what the database is doing with those with those crazy queries and how the improvements or the potential improvements are affecting things does um, it does it offer potential improvements or does it just sit, just show you here's where it's expensive now you have to figure out how to yeah to uh, okay. it basically just shows you here here here's where it's, where it's, where it is expensive and uh, how many like usually it boils down to for some reason, the database isn't using an index, and then it's basically going to the data uh, to the disk and just like reading every single row, and um, that gets super slow once once the database is large, uh, and it highlights out those parts, and um, it also sh shows like what uh, like. what the estimated cost is of of those operations and where the query planner. Decided. Okay, I'm doing this because I expected to to behave that way, mm -hmm. and um, with all that information, it's easier to understand like how the database understands the query and what you can maybe change in expressing what you actually want the database to do, um, and that that usually helps to improve it. Uh, when you're lucky, it's just like a bunch of sequential scans from the disk. And you just add a new index, and uh, things are super fast. But it wasn't the case with us. Uh, it took it took a little bit more more work to figure this out this time. So um, yeah, but those two tools super helpful. 
Uh, cool. If you're on Postgres, check them out. It's yeah. super useful. Yeah, nice. Cool, yeah, and we'll link to those uh, in the show notes. Yeah, the other thing I want to say about performance is race counter caching is evil. <laughs> uh, so what, uh, explain to me like I'm five or like I'm uh, a Brian front-end developer, what is counter caching? So Rails has this feature where let's say you have a forum software with posts and comments okay. and you want to display a list of all the all the posts in a, in a forum yep. with the associated count of comments. Yes. The naive way to do this is to just list all the posts and then count all the comments. Um, well, the super naive way is to count them like for every single post. Yeah. Like yeah. do a select count where post ID is whatever. Yep. And um, again, that counting in the database is super slow, so okay. that gets slow. And also, like n plus one queries where you basically run a count query for every single of the, those posts gets slow. So Rails has this mechanism where it basically maintains a counter cache column on the post table okay. that just includes like the comments count, and it's just. Whenever you add a post, it increases it by one. When you remove it, it decreases it by one. And we have some some of those those use cases in in user list. For example, uh, can can I just make sure that I'm completely understanding yeah. this? Okay, so a post has comments, and I'm looping through all of these posts. And if I want to show the number of comments, then I would say something like post dot comments dot size, and yeah. get. The, the count okay and you're saying that rather than doing that i could just say the the post and then a column of the post post dot comment size yeah rather than having to okay yeah yeah the the, the cool thing about radius is it basically makes this transparent um you can still do uh post dot comments dot size and when the counter cache is in place it will recognize it and read that value okay. rather than okay query the database for it um, and as I said, we use this. Uh, we we have this use case in a couple of places in user list. But the problem is, this works great for like read intensive databases where you, like okay. read the database a lot but don't change it that much. Yeah. Okay. But when we run automations in user list, we were using counter caching for like so you can see like where people are at, like how many people are supposed to receive this message soon and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So we're using counter caches for that. But then one of our customers last week triggered campaigns, like a single campaign for several thousand users at the same time. And then suddenly those counter caches are getting updated almost at the same time, like a thousand yeah. processes want to update that mm -hmm. cache. And the database doesn't like that. <laughs> um, basically, there's a locking me mechanism in there, so only one process can update that counter at a single time, and all the others have to wait. But if you have a thousand processes trying to update that value at the same time, it just slows things down mm -hmm. immensely. It's just crazy. Um, and that was what, what was causing the problems last week. Um, just think things that usually take milliseconds took minutes oh like, wow literally forever <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so i had to remove all of that from from 
from the application and now now i'm back to <laughs> now that problem is gone but then reading is slow again so um there's still a, a larger to do on my to-do oh, list to yeah. figure out something the so yeah, yeah so what are the how, how do people address that if counter caching doesn't work because you have a write heavy database yeah. so i think one way to do this would be to to not Store the counters in in Postgres and uh, but uh, store them in Redis. Something like that's a yep. lot faster with updates. Yep. But I'm not a not a super good like super great fan of that because it feels like there's a disconnect there and it might get out of sync. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I I will probably do at some point um, is instead of so instead of updating the column directly create a new table that's basically a counter counter change queue whatever and ha- let the processes update like add a row to that queue yeah and then have a separate job that just sums things up and writes it to the to the actual column every minute or so mm-hmm. um because just inserting rows in a in a database table isn't locking a row because it's just creating a new one um that prevents the the basically the race condition on the on the locks, and um, you could still like you can you can either be okay with there being a little bit of a delay in the counter, so it maybe takes a minute right. or so for it yeah. to show the correct yeah. value, or what you also could do is when you query that that column, um, query that column, and do a sum of all the changes in that other, in that table other table. at the same yeah. time. And that would give you real-time updates on the counter value mm-hmm. without having to update it in real time. But it's a little bit, I mean, even explaining it takes a bit of time. Implementing yeah. it is also not yeah. trivial. So right. I'm not entirely sure. Like, I should probably do this at some point, but there's so many other things to do, so mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Well, what else is going on? What are those uh, so many other things to do? Yeah, so the other thing, the other important thing that happened this week was on Monday we had the first our first founder call of the of the year. We do mm-hmm. weekly calls. Jane and I do weekly calls, and basically, usually we just talk about what's planned for the week, uh, any important stuff we want to discuss, um, and we had just one topic of money <laughs> um that we wanted to talk about for for a couple of weeks and we always kept like yeah let's let's wait and not make have this discussion now and uh, we postponed it until well basically until this week we decided okay let's talk about our financial situation and what yeah. to do yeah um for the new year and we talked about a lot of things like one of the options was should we go back to consulting <laughs> wow yeah um uh, but we decided uh, we don't want to, like not if we, <laughs> not unless we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing we discussed was should we get more investment? Um, okay. Like, there's still, we still have some some money left from the tiny seed uh, investment, but mm-hmm. it, it will run out at some point if we don't, uh, yeah, grow the MR to a certain level. Yeah. Um, so we were thinking about should we should we get more money? Um, and some people like we get asked from time to time if we'd be up for more investment. So it was like 
it probably wasn't wouldn't be super hard to to do that yeah but uh in the end we decided to to not raise more money right now because it doesn't really solve anything i mean yes we have more capital in the bank and maybe could use it for more marketing or maybe hire someone yeah but unless we figure out something substantial it will still run out and uh Worst case, we have like five employees and uh, in a year we run out of money and have, have to let them go. And even worse a case is uh, we can't run it as a two-person two team by then anymore. <laughs> so we'd be in big problems. Um, does it does it solve your your runway issue though? So that, you know, should we go back to consulting? Well, only if we have to yeah. take that off the table for at least another year. Yeah, it would solve the runway problem, um, but we'd also give a, give away like more equity, like use um, <laughs> lose some lose some stake in the company, which yeah. I mean isn't necessarily that bad. But if we can avoid it, that would be that would be nice. I sure, guess. sure. So what we ended up doing was because salaries are our biggest expense right now, we just decided to pay us less. Uh, this year, at least for now, and uh, we agreed to to reduce it to a level where our runway basically extends for an entire entire year. So oh, with the new salaries, yeah. we can pay ourselves and keep the business up and running until January, assuming okay. we don't grow. Um, and to be honest, it's a little bit less than I'd like to get every month okay. in terms of salary. But uh-huh. I mean savings in the bank personal bank account and stuff like that it will work out it's not a, it's it's not a deal breaker okay um but it it removes some stress that's like yeah <laughs> yeah i think at least i was super relieved after this call because it was like okay we we bought us half a year basically um and sure it, it would be nice to get things um grow things to a certain size faster than that but uh, at least it gives them some okay some room to ex- still experiment because i'm we also talked about the new direction for user list and i'm going to talk about this in a, in, a, in a minute but um before this decision we'd run out of money by summer sometime in the okay. summer june uh-huh. july august something like that um and that only gives us like six months and we have to nail it by then and it has yeah, to take off by then. Yeah, and that's, that's hard. That's unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, this, this decision just removes a lot of, a lot of the stress. Um, cool. Yeah. The downside is, as I said, like it's a little bit less money than we'd need uh, for, for monthly expenses. Um, and also there's this, we have the salary cap in, uh, in tiny seed. So we're allowed to pay us pay us a certain salary every year, and once we want to pay out more than that, we have to basically do it as dividends and give time yep. the share. Yep. And we basically made full use of of that that salary cap in in 2020, and now this year we are we are not like not paying out as much as we want to or could to, could pay out or would be allowed to pay out. Um, but for us. The goal right now is to take a little bit less salary now, hopefully grow it to a, to a place where yeah. 
can pay full salaries and then maybe you get a big raise in summer yeah. or at the end of the year or end yeah. of year bonus because the the salary cap doesn't roll over like um if we if we don't make use of it we're not allowed yeah, to pay more next year yeah. push it over to so the next that's, that's fair in a, in a in a way it's a little bit weird um because i on one side you don't want to pay out too much because other you don't want to ruin the company with, just with mm -hmm. your salaries Mm -hmm. But everything we don't pay out now, like, <laughs> yeah, we, we we lose that right to get that money um, in 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 future years. So it's a bit of a balance, but hopefully it will work yeah. out. And uh, well, we, I mean, it and raise salaries again. Yeah, I mean, it, for sure, it's it seems like you know the the primary thing right now is to stay alive. And so if taking yeah. that pay cut means that you extend your runway from the summer to next January, then the whole salary cap and rollover thing is, is just irrelevant really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're around and if user list is around in 2022 to be, Oh man, too bad. We couldn't roll that stuff over. Like that's good news. Yeah, that's, that's but, for sure. You know, um, so. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I totally, you know, I'm not trying to yeah. <laughs> diminish the potential sting there. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like how weird... you're making that total right decision in terms of yeah. like, what's the first priority, extend the runway. Yeah. And it's a bit like, it's a, it's a, like, it, I think it's a personal choice how to deal with that salary cap yeah. and, uh, and things like that. I know of some other companies in Tiny C2 are just basically not paying themselves anything. Yeah, um, right, right. That's the other extreme of it. Um, I'm not entirely sure if it's the... Well, I'm not, not saying it's not smart. Uh, it, it, it's just like, yeah, different different approach to it. And I think right now we are leaning towards the side of pay out as much as possible uh, unless it breaks the, breaks the business because... I mean, we could be like, instead of doing this, we could be doing consulting and consulting pays a lot better than <laughs> running your own business <laughs> at least right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. Um, but as I said, like in terms of uh, direction for our, um, for user list in 2021, um, we did all those interviews uh, in, or Jane did all those interviews. I'm I'm not taking credit for them. Um, and I, I think I mentioned it in, in previous episodes, there wasn't, there wasn't a clear winner in terms of this is the thing people need and this is the thing people want. Um, but we decided to pursue the direction of opening user list up for marketing emails. Okay. Because it's it happening. feels like, yeah, it's <laughs> happening <laughs> because it feels like it's the, it's in a way it's the easiest thing to do from all those things we had as potential directions because I mean it's in a way it's just removing limitations. Okay. And okay. I mean, yeah, there's stuff like forms and double opt-in, but they're not super hard to build. <laughs> At least that's what I'm saying right now. Um but what what gets exciting there is right now user list isn't really like user list is an additional tool you can buy and do all your customer communication with it. Mm -hmm. But you still need something for your marketing list. Um, right. 
Right. And right now it's just an additional expense and it doesn't really replace another tool. And we talked a little bit about replacing intercom by like adding chat and customer support and all of that. But by opening it up for marketing emails, we can basically replace your existing email marketing tool, your MailChimp, your yeah. ConvertKit, your Drip, whatever you're using. Yep. And that sounds like way more achievable than <laughs> building a customer support tool on top of user list right now. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm excited about this. I mean, hopefully we can become the email marketing tool for SaaS applications uh, versus like the others being I convert kit email email automation for bloggers or, or content producers and drip for e-commerce and I don't know and maybe useless can become the thing to use for for SaaS applications. So mm -hmm. I'm excited about this direction. Um, we talked to a couple people about this, and a lot of them mentioned, "Yeah, I'd consider switching <laughs> if you build this." So hopefully. That's true, and they're not just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, what? What is it that that would position you as the email marketing for SaaS applications? That's that ConvertKit or Drip don't don't do. Do you know what that is just yet? Um, well, the the company tracking feature we're building right now is definitely something because. Intercom does this a little bit, um, mm -hmm. but the other tools don't, and it doesn't look like they will ever support this. Okay. So that's that's kind of unique. Um, and I think it's more also more of a a mental thing in terms of what features we're going to add in the future. Like we might not be super differentiated there, but let's say we add a Stripe integration that deals with subscriptions in, of some sort. I don't know what yeah. that would look yeah. like, but yeah. um, instead of assuming that these are like one-time purchases in an online store, assume like we're dealing with subscriptions and a SaaS application. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's where it, where it gets interesting and we can be unique in a way and, and solve that specific use case for, uh, for SaaS applications. That's the plan. Okay. I mean, we'll see how it works that's exciting. out. exciting. I mean, yeah, it's a that's a big announcement, and that'll be a pretty big, you know, that'll be a pretty big iteration of the product. Yeah, um, it, it will be. I I'm a little bit worried that it maybe it's too too late for this um, mm -hmm. because we've been telling people user list isn't for marketing emails for like almost three three years now, yeah. and I, yeah. I'm worried that it maybe is stuck in people's minds that useless isn't for marketing so no. it will be it take some effort to switch that but then again it definitely I mean, sounds, it sounds more like people are saying can userless do marketing emails rather than userless is not for marketing emails it's what the your users are saying <laughs> yeah yeah that's you're hopefully. probably right about it and hopefully like the potential market is bigger than the people who are yeah yes. yeah know about that. user list already and assume that it will not be able to yeah. do this so yeah um will be a lot of work i'm yeah well, i'm not looking your... forward to it but <laughs> <laughs> i think what's it's a good, the... good direction what's the development uh you know timeline look like all right 
don't you have, know. You have any? Okay. All right. Cool. That's, I mean, that's my goal would be totally to fair answer right now. Personal <laughs> uh, goal is to draft this done or in some form or another by summer. Um, but I think the goal will be to to do this with our existing customers who are asking for this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Before we roll out anything, just like try to remove limitations that the current product has to make it work for our existing customers who are asking for this. And mm-hmm. at some point, it will be good enough to to roll it out for everyone. Um, and I think that's what we're going to do. So, yeah. Okay. Let's see. I've been bad with estimates, so I'm not... <laughs> I'm not even trying this time. <laughs> well, good luck. Good Thank luck, you. man. That's really those are those are two pretty big announcements. That's big. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, the, the marketing thing helps with the finances thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, it, uh, it's unlikely that it will be a like blockbuster success in the terms of we roll this out and instantly revenue jumps by I don't know a couple thousand. Yeah. But if the growth rate doubles, that would be nice already. Um, for sure, for sure. Well, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I'm as I said, I'm optimistic. This, if this doesn't work, that no, nothing will ever work. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> well, good luck, and it sounds like you got another year to keep cranking on it. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. What's up with you? I I see in the notes. Um, you're you're planning on the year on the road and the, the board game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, my, yeah, my two big my two big projects right now. Um so year on the road, uh I, my middle daughter we were just sitting at at dinner the other day and she just like, you know, did the little calculation over there or something and she and I forget what it was exactly but she was like 148 days or 152 days, whatever it was. And we were like, what's that? She's like, that's when we, that's when we hit the road. We're like, whoa, (laughs) that, (laughs) that's not a lot of time. That suddenly sounds like not very, (laughs) not very far away. Um, so we, you know, we, our big thing is, um, or one of the several big things is just get it is getting the house ready, you know, cause we're just going to, we're just going to rent, we're going to rent it out for a year and then come back. So it's not yeah. like we're turning, we're, we're not selling the, anything. We're not, you know, it's what a lot of people do is just sell their homes and then go full time. We're not doing that. Yeah. So we have to figure out where to put all our stuff. <laughs> um, and so, so we spent, we spent some time this weekend clearing out some storage space, figuring out how much room we're going to have. And it looks like we're going to have plenty. Um, and just, yeah, just get starting to think through the the logistics of that. Talk to a couple friends who uh, have some rental properties, just getting some advice on that. How do you find a tenant? What, what do you do about a lease agreement? How do you, manage maintenance, just all this other stuff that's going to become a part-time job, you know, yeah. managing our primary wealth vehicle, our our house, while we're on the road in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. So, um, so, but, but it, it really does, it, it feels like that, that stuff is, it's coming together. Um, just gotta, gotta make it happen. Really zeroing in on the like the, I think the model of trailer that we're going to get, the model of truck we're going to get. So now it's a matter of, you know, finalizing, lining up our financing and hopefully making those purchases 
like at the beginning of March, which is months ahead of when we'll actually need them. But we want to, you know, have them here at the house, get used to it, make some changes inside the trailer. Are you planning to do a practice run? <laughs> pra practice driving a giant truck and 40 feet worth of trailer. Yes, I need to. I'm going to be practicing that a lot. So um, drivers of Boulder County, <laughs> beware. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's that's I was that's, I mean, driving is certainly an aspect as well. What I was wondering if you just like do a weekend trip or a week long trip. To, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, we're gonna like see what's what's working and what's missing and yes. what needs adjustments. Yes, for sure. And and I mean, seriously, spending spending some nights in the trailer in our driveway, you know, yeah. um, but, you know, it's, oh, hey, we need this or this didn't work. And yeah, just yeah. doing as many of those test runs as as possible. You're you're totally right. Yeah, that's the plan. So, nice. Yeah, hope I I think it'll be I think it'll be a whole lot of whole lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, plenty plenty of adventures um, are yeah that we'll have to overcome for sure. One of which I mean I guess this is the other thing that I don't have in my notes, but that I I need to really start thinking about um, is just the the Wi-Fi you know the the internet mm -hmm. um, situation and you know getting getting a plan in place there what most people do is have like two or three different cellular plans mm, and yeah. because depending upon where you are you know t-mobile will be working but verizon isn't and then vice versa and so just getting all that that equipment and stuff in place so that you know wherever we are i've got i've yeah. got some sort of connectivity did you like i was thinking about this i Uh, did you see the Starlink beta program? Uh, I think it's active in the US. Yes. You get this nice oh, yeah. you can put everywhere. That sounds like yeah. I've been eyeing that and I'm like, huh, that that would solve so many problems of moving just in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I signed up for, I've been watching Starlink. Like, like I said, we've been talking about this for like a year and a half, I think. And so, I mean, I signed up for their stuff so long ago and just yeah. don't get much. They, they are right now, I mean, they are very focused on people who are stationary mm. um, for the, for the beta thing, which yeah. I, I mean, that makes, that makes sense. But, but yeah, you know, eight years from now when all the kids are off to college and Laura and I do this permanently, we'll, yeah, we'll put a, a Starlink satellite on the roof of the <laughs> RV. <laughs> uh, that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> It's still, still years away. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's that, um, on the more, you know, the, the creative project side of things, the, the board game, um, it's, it is, it's not, it's not in a place yet where, you know, I could share it and, and people could play it. Um, but it's, it's getting there. Um, I needed to, I needed to make some updates to the, to the artwork, um, over the last week. Um, because I just in terms of like mocking up the cards and things so that I could print them out and, you know, my co-designer could print them out. You know, I just used some artwork from some video games that were pretty cool and realized, Oh shoot, I can't, <laughs> I can't put these up on the internet and start sending it around for people to play. So I had to make those, make those updates. Um, but that is, that's just for the, 
you know, one side of the game, the hiker. So my co-designer and I are actually meeting today um, to, you know, the, and the goal is to finalize the rules for the rescue team. Mm-hmm. And so once those, once the first draft of those rules are pretty firm, then we will, you know, write out all of the, all of the cards and then I'll design those cards, push them all up into Tabletopia with some rules and a YouTube video and hopefully, you know, be able to send a link to, to you and Rob Walling and Justin and all these other people <laughs> who like, Whoa, you doing a game? Um, and anybody else who wants it. So, uh, that man, I'm, my fingers are crossed that I wish I could say, I think that'll happen by the next time we talk. But I, 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 I expect that we'll run into a couple of, you know, rules issues and, ah, oh, shoot, we didn't think about that. It's so much like software. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many um, edge cases. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, what happens when this player does this thing? And um, that's not how the application's supposed to work. <laughs> <laughs> you broke our caching. Um, no, you could do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I. So I. I, I think optimistically, but probably not really, would be next week. But I will. I do think. By, you know, two episodes from now, I will be putting a link to the game in the show notes. Um, in fact, I kind of want to just even commit to that. So uh, okay. that'll be that'll be fun. I write down a note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that'll be that'll be good. Um, client client work is going really, really good right now. Um, this you know, new contract I've got is is going really, really well. They're really pleased and it is, you know, giving me um, plenty of time during the week um, to, you know, be able to think about and spend some time on, you know, researching for a year on the road and designing a board game and refilling my, yeah, refilling my tank. It feels, it feels real. It's, it feels good. That's, that's great. Um, By the way, I think you mentioned it in the, when when this this new contract came up initially that yeah. there's there's potential for like fueling headlamp from this and doing research for headlamp. Is this mm-hmm. the other thing you're you're thinking about or are you yeah. actively ignoring that part of it right now? I, I am currently actively ignoring giving any mental energy to building a SAS. Um because I'm I'm drained. Yeah. Without a without a co-founder, I'm drained. Um, where it could definitely potentially um, end up, you know, f- for, you know, fueling or funding the continued development of Headlamp is that, um, you know, at the, I think sometime at the end of February, this client and I are going to, you know, re- review the work, review our existing agreement, and could potentially increase my monthly retainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if, if that were to happen and then I'm able to shave off, you know, some of that to, to fund development, um, and design and marketing, et cetera, et cetera, then, then that's how I would, that's how I would look at it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but, you know, right now it hits 100%, yeah, it hits a hundred percent of my monthly target for 50% of my time. And so if it got to the point where it hit 
30% for with 60% of my time or 70% of my time, then I would just shave off some of that and, and, you know, act like a, you know, product owner, but not developer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So still on, still on the table, but I am actively not thinking about that until I, position. Yeah. until I feel recovered. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, thanks for asking about that though. Yeah. I'm sure that's, it's good to keep in, keep in mind, but. Yeah. What's what I was thinking because I, it sounded like initially this was like the, the base idea of getting this contract was to stay in the same, in the same mindset, both during consulting and while building the product. And now, yep. now that the contracts are actually, now it's actually the projects up and running you're basically ignoring that that product side um yes. which in a way feels yes. weird but i totally think it's the right thing to do right now for you so yeah. um yeah no no mistake made there <laughs> yeah no no you're 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 totally right when this first came along it was like oh wow i'll be able to use that other 50% for headlamp yeah. um and i just can't i just i yeah i could i just don't want to i think i would just sure. Yeah. yeah would, you're now using it for all for planning the year on the road and uh building a board game, which yeah, sounds from exciting as well. So yeah. yep. that's that's cool. By the way, does this board game have a name? Um, I mean we've just been calling it um uh you know backpack or backpacking because it's like about a lost hiker, but that's just more of like a yeah, just a code name. I don't working think that's title. a work yeah, working title. Yeah. So um yeah nothing nothing yet yeah cool so, so you're you're up for like uh suggestions maybe, name suggestions for the game yeah maybe i should call it headlamp because <laughs> if you had one you would have gotten lost now <laughs> gps uh yes, yes. GPS tricker. <laughs> yeah open open to suggestions um something having to do with the back country and losing your way so uh, anyway well cool. yeah good catching up yeah let's talk more next week all right looking forward to it later man bye